Hi, my friends, and welcome into today's episode of Forte Catholic. I'm so glad that you found us. Wherever you are listening or if you're watching on YouTube, we're just glad that you're here. Allison Sullivan and I just finished recording this great episode for you. We hope that you enjoy it. We talk, we catch up a little bit. We hadn't seen each other since over the holidays. So we talk a little bit about how our last month was. She shares about some... Um, a new diagnosis that she has. It's very exciting for me. I mean, I guess the the, the, the diagnosis, I guess, is exciting for her, too, just to be able to uh, learn a little bit more about herself. It's very fun. We have some good laughs about it, but then we get some serious conversation, too. We also talk about how we both fight um, against uh, trolls on the internet. We have two very different views about this, so uh, you can pick whichever view that you would like to take, either mine or Allison's. And then we also talk about... Um, just both of us have been kind of introspective over the last few weeks with this, with the new year, uh, still only being a week or two in, uh, about how we want to grow. Um, we talk specifically in our faith this year, how we want to grow. We lay out a framework for that. Um, and hopefully, um, you'll find it helpful and, uh, think, think of hopefully it'll help you kind of think of some ways that you want to grow in your faith this year. We hope that you enjoy it. If you do, please hit subscribe wherever you're watching or listening and please enjoy today's episode, my friends. Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll. That is Allison Lene, Jemima, Patrice Sullivan. Hello. Patrice. Patrice is a new one. <laughs> oh, look at that. Patrice, I like her. It's a it, good one. It sounds a little like Clarice, which I can't separate from Silence of the Lambs. Is I think Patrice is the uh did you watch How I Met Your Mother? Yeah. I think Patrice, what it, is like what's the main girl's name? I don't know. I don't know either. It's because you but, asked. But she yells Patrice. I think that's her uh, her assistant's know. name that she hates. Okay, that's not so Sonic. So I didn't realize that until I said it out loud. Maybe yeah. there's some subliminal yeah. <laughs> things going on. Anyway, welcome to the show. Uh, that's don't Patrice. Don't mind us. I'm Taylor. Uh, this is, uh, ironically enough, it's weird because this is our second episode of the new year. Yes. The First one with a co-host that is being released, but the third one I have recorded. Yeah. We are all out of whack. That makes sense to no one but you. <laughs> we are all out of whack with recording schedules and everything, with everybody kind of getting back into the swing of things. Uh, both of us were a little frazzled, I think, little whenever frazzled. We, when we arrived this morning. Yeah. But I think we're a little less frazzled now. I got my coffee, uh, which I actually lost like in the process of drinking. You like, did. I was so tired. My brain wasn't working. So I was like, I need some coffee. Were you trying to find it in the middle of my interview? Yeah. That would have been yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. If you were like army crawling <laughs> to the coffee. <laughs> yeah, you recorded an episode of your show earlier with Jennifer Fullwaller, who yes. is a friend of ours. Yes. Uh, that'll come out in a couple of weeks on Sister, Sister Podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hooray. Uh, but that would have been very funny. I, I feel like anytime I walk into the room, it frazzles you. So yeah, I just try not bit. to. I yeah. just like close the door and I'm just I should done. be better at distractions. I mean, I do like speak, you know, professionally here and there. And um, I, I should be better at that. But I do. I get really distracted by. To, to be fair, like I, I get it. There's not like a crowd here. Like there, yeah. you know, there's people listening. Uh, but it's not. A crowd. But at the same time, if you were giving a talk and I just the camera's about, you know, eight feet from here. Yeah. If I just stood up eight, eight feet, feet away from you yeah. during one of your talks. You'd probably go, bro. What? <laughs> you know, like, do you want this <laughs> microphone? You can have it. <laughs> You'd acknowledge me, so I think there is some. Yeah. just there's some relationship. There's usually there. some deep conversation happening too, so it you know it feels a little invasive to have a big bald hairy man, like bald and hairy, <laughs> working his <laughs> working his way into the into the scene. Yeah, yeah. It's one of one of the things we've not talked about is the fact that you, I can hear you. Like I'm, just, I'm just in the living room, like yeah. on call if something messes up or whatever. And I'm just playing a game on my phone or sending emails or whatever. So I can hear you. And I just hear you, who's one of my closest friends, often crying. And I'm just like, I can't do anything about it. In the I want to come over and just be like, they're there. Oh, <laughs> you know, like, it's, okay. it's gonna be okay. I do. I think I tear up at least once an episode, probably. Yeah. So it doesn't take much these days. I'm a little <laughs> fragile, <laughs> but. <laughs> well, so it's just a, an odd thing to be like, there's that person I care about in the other yeah. room, and I'm going to leave the door closed and leave her alone. Little and, weepy. And, and then a few weeks later, I have to watch it again, whatever. Yeah, that's so. true. Oh, remember there was one that like really undid me, and you 
you were like, well, that was straight awkward. <laughs> I had to like sit there and edit your cry face for five whole minutes. Um, I, I know, I do know that you can hear me though, because you magically appear when it's over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's really funny. So the old studio where we used to record is right through here. Yeah. Well, sometimes when you get real quiet, I'll come and like, oh, like stand right next to you, it's time. but you don't know I'm there. Oh, like I'm often three feet from you and you can't see me. <laughs> I can feel you. <laughs> uh, but uh, OK, so this is our first episode. This not only is the first episode we're recording together. This is the first time we've seen each other. Yeah, in a while. In the, it's in the been, new year. I mean, a month. <laughs> yeah. not, not really, but it feels like a I feel long like time. that was planned on one of our parts. <laughs> no, never, never. I'm always looking ways to get back here. <laughs> so uh, we haven't really checked in like other than just like a hey this is this is how things are going yeah uh so what's been new with you um so we had a really peaceful holiday season if you'll remember and i think you might um this time last year was really really bad for me and so i took yeah a it had lot... been more than a month than the last time i saw you yeah right <laughs> right yeah this was um this was a really tough time for me personally last year and i took a lot of precaution around this year to not get into the same types of scenarios where I was super overextended, um, just was requiring way too much of myself that I didn't have to give. I was lacking stamina in the first place. And so um, I there were just kind of a lot of boundaries and barriers around time and uh, family. And it was really, really peaceful. So we had a beautiful Christmas. We had a really relaxed New Year. And now that things are kind of back in the go, I'm feeling uh, a little bit of anxiety that I am kind of trying to maintain right now. But yeah, anxiety is high. It's, it's interesting that... I'm having a similar thing yeah. where like it's this weird conundrum that I see. I feel like I can't get any part of it right whenever I need to get that yeah. part right. Right. Like, uh-huh. you know, so my it's like whack-a-mole. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where it's okay. So like notoriously we've talked about it on the show. I've talked like I'm bad at relaxing. Mm-hmm. I'm bad at rest. If even when I'm like, you know, people know that I love playing video games, uh-huh, I like watch uh-huh. TV, all that kind of stuff. But even when I'm doing that, I'm, I know I'm six feet away from my computer where I could be doing this. I could be getting ahead on that. I could right. be posting this. I could be growing this. I could be doing that. Mm-hmm. So it's so hard for me to rest and relax. And I talked about that during the break because I like did all of my work yeah. to where like I really yes. didn't have much work you to had, do from yes. like mid-December until like last week. So I had two, three weeks where like my workload was very minimal. It was just like hitting send on stuff that I'd already done. So I struggled. I struggled like to relax. Yeah. I was like, I need to be doing something. I need to be and then fi- it took me a few days yes. to like finally get into relaxing. Mm-hmm. And then I was there. Yeah. Like I, re- I beat a ton of video games, like played fully through, uh, spent great time with the family, got to travel. Like it was really good once I was able to do it. But then I got there. And, and now I have to work back. again. And I'm like, I don't, I, I, like, I feel like my I entire work ethic is gone. I do think <laughs> I love normalizing the conversation, though, around um, because you are you're supposed to come back all, you know, recharged. And when really there's a little bit of grief of, oh, that was really nice. And this is, you know, kind of back to reality and, and the things that come with it, the daily stressors and trying to manage them well. I you and I, we talked about this a little bit, but I don't think we've gone into too much depth on the show. But there were a lot of things that I've been carrying um, my whole life that I thought were just um my whimsy, like <laughs> my little quirky personality. And um, I have discovered, and it's been, I mean, really, really like earth shifting, you know, like, and things are kind of starting to settle into place. But what it is, is it's a diagnosis. I was diagnosed, I had undiagnosed ADHD my entire life. I have received this diagnosis and these things that I thought were just my personality are being kind of explained to me on this very like scientific list of what a neurodivergent brain does. And I'm like, oh, and so I'm having this crazy experience of seeing my life on paper and making sense of how this has looked for me and then deciding to medicate it and now how things can look differently for me. So there's just kind of a lot going on personally, but some of the things that you might recognize. Um, so there's a scat. <laughs> I, I was going to say, which parts of you have you fixed? <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> I'm so excited. What's still left? <laughs> but there is... Um, 
so, so risk taking, I've always been, you know, pretty good about like, I'll get some feedback every now and then this like, you're so brave. And I'm like, really? Um, so just being kind of a natural risk taker, um, just thought that was my personality when really it's probably impulsivity and a little bit of, you know, um, recklessness. Mm. Um, but big emotions, like big emotional responses. Um, again, I just thought that was, (laughs) (laughs) that was my personality. Um, so I'm easily irritable and agitated, which I hate about myself, but know is true. Um, you recover very quickly though. Oh, that's nice of you to say. Yeah. Like there, there are times like where you'll, I, I, today, I don't know if you were irritated or frustrated or just anxious, but like, yeah, you were, and it was obvious, but like, yeah, 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 yeah. Two things. One, it was time to work, mm-hmm. and you you snapped that out, snapped out of it to be able to work. Yeah, yeah. But then, even after the work, you even said like, "Oh, it just kind of, yeah, it it was all fine, right?" So yes. like, and, and I've I've noticed that in a lot of our interactions where it's like mm-hmm. you're you can be anxious or frazzled or whatever, but then you're like, "Oh, I'm actually good." Yeah, you know. Yes, yes, yes. Both in the like, I guess you could say unhealthy way of like, it's "Time to work now, time to turn on work." Yeah, right. but even even after that, you were like, "Yeah." Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, And then, you know, just the scattered thing of like, I thought, you know, losing my keys was um, just kind of something quirky about me. But so anyways, it's just been it's been really interesting. There's there's power in naming things and um, putting a name to a lot of the the or a reason even to a lot of the things that um, create some strife. There's some things I like, there's some things that I celebrate. Um, but it's been, it's been really interesting to, especially as someone who finds themselves, um, intra personally intelligent. Like I feel like I reflect on myself for a while to learn something completely new at the ripe old age of 45 about myself. That's been pretty defining is a, a humbling thing. So dealing with the diagnosis, medicating it is a big part of my new year. It's exciting. Yeah. So, uh, what has your husband noticed? Um, so you know what I will say that, so we all know he's a physician and so there are things about that happen with me medically. There is a reason that they tell doctors do not like treat your family. You know, there's a reason for this separation. I didn't know that. And it is, um, he's just too close to it. And so I think that he was as surprised as I was. I mean, but then, but then you hear it and you're like, duh, 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 you know, just like you, Mm -hmm. you know, like you're hearing these things and you're like, yeah, check, 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 check. Um, and so then you kind of look back and you're like, and so he's like scratching his head, like, man, I, sh- I really should have known that. Like, I should have been able to, you know, to do this myself. But it was that way when I was like depressed and anxious this time last year. He's like, man, I really, sh- I should have seen that faster. Mm. You know, he felt a fair deal of guilt around not being able um, to pick up on the things. So when you're really, really close to it, I don't know that you have a whole lot of like perspective. But as far as living with me, um, I think that he has noticed some productivity like I you know uh just around our house I think that I've been pretty productive and not so easily overwhelmed by you know just daily chores of of keeping a house of seven people so that's nice the reason I ask is because I don't I never know how to react to stuff like this <laughs> so I just want to I was like he's, What's a, your husband he, he's a good holy man what <laughs> how should I react to this because I'm like I don't, I don't know I don't know like <laughs> I know the wrong thing to do I think because to me, it's like, what's the funny response is always first. And then uh, it's kind of like, is, okay, what's I the poke fun at this? Like, like, I wouldn't do it as your friend, but if I was your husband, like, this is something that I would do to my wife if she was yeah. a listener. Yeah. Like, I, like, if she was getting on my nerves because of some of the things, uh-huh. I would go get the pill and like rattle it. Ra- oh, uh-huh. like in the middle of the argument. Yeah. Like, that's the kind of stuff I would Ooh. do. But I know that's probably that's very not dangerous. correct. Right? That is. <laughs> well, unless you took the medicine, then it wouldn't be dangerous. <laughs> So that's like the first response, but then the second response is like, yeah, like, like wondering like if you or him had noticed a change, like like the productivity at, at mm-hmm, home. Thing. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, he has been very because we're learning, you know, and I have been in. Gosh, I I. Uh, I hate requiring so much of the people close to me because this has, you know, been rough. But um, he has been really, really open to learning new things along with me and um, just being a really, really good friend. It's It's been awesome. 
Yeah. It's been really connecting um, for us. And, and, and I mean, I know I said the word humbling before, but kind of exciting to think like, because I don't know about you, but I feel like I was sold some lie that says when you get to a certain age, you just get to wipe your hands of any growth or, or like, um, I felt that way for years. Like, like I'm going to, you know, like, <laughs> that you're already there. You feel like you're already there yeah, or like, like one I, day you're going to get there. How am I going to get any better? <laughs> But I, honestly, like, I mean, yeah, that's the gift of your overconfidence. But I keep thinking, well, I oh, will. It depends on the day. That sentence can be perfectly applied to, I've been this bad for so long. What's the chance of me getting better? Or, I right. mean, look at me. Yes. I'm incredible. And depending on the moment, that sentence could work both ways. So I even said it in the negative way, and you heard it in the positive oh, way. Oh, <laughs> interesting. Yeah. No, that I did. I did. Um, but I, I think that it's kind of exciting to be 45 years old and learn something completely new about yourself and get to kind of climb a new mountain. Like there's something kind of exciting about that to me that, um, you know, we're going to keep learning as long as we live. So, yeah. Now I'm trying to figure out the things that I'm going to need medicine for in 13 years. I know, years. <laughs> I know, exactly. Like what's wrong with me that could I'm, be fixed? <laughs> I'm telling you. And I feel like people are a little more, so for example, I was kind of a, I was not kind of, I was a binge eater. Um, and Never struggled with that in my life. <laughs> it was, um, it was an impulsivity. It was like the, and so anyways, I have lost some weight recently and everybody wants to talk about it. And I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. This is what my body looks like when I don't binge eat. <laughs> you know? So um, anyways, there's just, there's, it, it's amazing. Like some ADHD pills? Yeah, I, it's amazing how many components of my life this thing has touched and affected and, um, and kind of walking in, I feel like I'm walking in some new shoes. Yeah. So yeah. That's good. I, I, I have felt, you know, we always talk about how everything's connected. And I have felt simil similarly, it's always a hard word for me. A little bit. Um, when it's like when you start fixing one aspect of your life, the yeah, rest of it starts yeah, to, to go. Yeah. And it's like there, there have been some pitfalls and stuff along the way. But like as I've started to lose weight, I'm mm -hmm. physically feeling better. Mm -hmm. My mental life, sp mm -hmm. spiritual life getting better. Like it's all, you know, kind of like the, the, the one, the whole rising boats thing. What's that phrase? When you rise the boats, they all rise together or something okay. like that. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Loose lips, I've got loose an slips, six ships is the only one's lost <laughs> in my mind. And that's a totally different thing. Uh, a rising tide rises all boats. I'm getting right. closer. I like something, it. It's something good. like it's that. Good. But it's like, it's all kind of rising together. That, all I can think about now is the don't snitch. <laughs> I don't know why that popped up out of nowhere, but that's the random point. I've got some meds in my car that might be really nice for you. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so one of the other things too is that I, I don't know the story, but you told me that something happened on, on TikTok mm -hmm. where, uh, that I think we're going to connect on because yeah. it has to do with, uh, yeah. did you take the joke a little bit too far kind of thing? Yeah. So, okay. So I, and actually Jen and I just talked a little bit about this, um, so, because comedy, when you are trying to make people laugh, you're always kind of walking a fine line because anyone can say that's either funny or not. You know, um, and our whole brand, like, if you will, which I hate to think of, like, people aren't brands. They're, they're people. Once you hit a million followers on TikTok, you're a brand. Yeah, I mean, Congratulations, by the way. That, yeah, thanks. <laughs> there's something that you're doing that people are connecting with. And for us, it is, it's just relatable family life with a teenager. And, um, it's, and sometimes you lean into the stereotypes, right? So, so we will kind of put a, a shtick, we, it's a shtick to lean into what might be an overbearing mom and an angsty teenager. Um, it's not that things are completely made up, but they are maybe exaggerated. Right. Okay. Like every comedy. Ever. Sure. Like every time we're watching a comedy movie, we're like, oh yeah, we connect with that. But Will Ferrell's going a little bit further than I did. You know, right. Like that extra 10 yes. to 20, 30%. But we're still all laughing because we know. Because we've had that yeah. that root. <laughs> right. Like exactly. emotion or experience or something, right? right? So we're sharing a foundation. Okay. So our joke was that my teenage son cleaned his room and found one jillion dishes, Right. Okay, so because teenagers take things up to their room and you're like, where are all the forks? And the, where my cutlery is gone. It's in my teenager's room. He boxed it up and gave it to me for Christmas and says, I cleaned my room. Okay, so 
just funny, like not deep. Okay. And so we took this funny little moment in our home and made a TikTok. Now here's something that's interesting about TikTok. People who use TikTok to be entertained like to think that they have stumbled upon something. Um, So the video is never planned, which is completely absurd. (laughs) Okay. You're not just accident you don't you're not just eating a dessert and so happen to have a camera on you on, constantly on 24 7 and then all of a sudden and then you clip your teenage out the- son <laughs> pops up over your shoulder and i say oh nope not for you it's spicy you think we just randomly caught that on no it's staged everything is staged I, I've been people to your house. there are thirty-eight thousand phones placed strategically around the house constantly recording to catch <laughs> To catch our, like, spontaneous, hilarious moments. Please, people, come on. Okay, so it was a little tiny skit written by me, okay? And what happened is that in our moment that was funny to us, um, it became a gender war because it was my teenage son who wrapped up the dishes and gave them back to me, his mom, um, while his sister was on looking, it, we accidentally walked into a gender war. And when... Yeah, because no mom has ever cleaned dishes for their son. That's not, a, not, that's not an experience anyone's ever right, had. Right, <laughs> right. And so for me, it was about... Now, luckily, this is what uh, Jen and I just talked a little bit about. Um, your talent can take you to a place where your character has not kept kept pace. Mm-hmm. And so if you are grasping for an audience or for success or whatever, I can see how what happened to us on the internet would undo you. Because that has been so caustic. Like it has been so terrible. Um thankfully, we have real life community um, we, we knew our intention. That doesn't mean that we didn't, that we couldn't have done it better. We could, we could have done it better. Um, and we could have like kept a larger conversation that's happening in the world in mind and we didn't. And so that was, um, like thoughtless who or who, and, or, or who cares? There's a ton <laughs> of people that agree with you. Who cares? Um, but for the people that don't, because our brand is one that does care, you know, about people's feelings. And, and I know that there are brands out there that, that don't care about people's feelings. And this is kind of our shtick is that we don't give, uh, rats. And so, but that's not ours. And so I did feel, um, I did feel it necessary to address that we kind of overlooked a larger conversation happening. And I, I wish as a bigger creator, I wouldn't have done that. And so um, here's what it meant to us. It doesn't matter. You've that lost weight. You don't have to consider yourself a bigger creator anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I was before. I was Your before. Your words, not mine. Your words. So um, anyways, the point is, is that handling that has been so... I'm so grateful. I am so grateful because I don't know what that would have looked like a couple of years ago. Um, it it doesn't matter because I have you. I have, you know, these real people that walk alongside me and that can, even if I'm wrong, like love me anyway, you know? And so I'm just... Um, you know, was I monitoring it for a couple of days? Yes. Was I reading every single thing for a couple of days? Yes. It took my time. Um, but I, I just, I think that it's important when we're like considering a whole big picture of what gives and what takes to really like delineate those things of this is, this is soul sucking. This isn't, this is soul giving. And so I love that. Like I didn't have to cross TikTok off our list of no, this isn't good for us. This isn't healthy Mm -hmm. because it, because in a lot of ways, like, or I mean, people were absolutely coming for Silas. Like, oh, he's going to be a terrible partner. And so we had a, it wasn't. Yeah. Because every 14 year old is Right. Like, we, like we've all been in that situation. Right. Like that's why right. it's connectable. Of, like it's, course, it's so, of course. It's so but dumb for people to get mad about something. I, like that. you know, had a serious conversation with him. It wasn't a long conversation because I said, Silas, it is um, there is nothing that matters more to me than you and our relationship and how child. this is affecting you. And and he said, Mom, 
it doesn't. Like, and, and so, I, and I, if someone were to come at me about my parenthood, like, I can't believe you just subjected your child to all of that, I would say, I don't know a polite way to tell you he doesn't care. Like, he, of course, like, I taught him the moment. You know what I mean? Like, right. I taught them, I taught him the other side. Like, this is what people are perceiving. And he was like, oh, you know, oh, yeah, okay, I get that. I'm like, D- is it bothering you what the people who don't, won't accept an apology are saying? And he's like, zero. And I know my kid and I know he meant it. I mean, you know, and so anyways, it's just been, it's been a heavy first like couple of weeks into the new year. <laughs> one of my, fi- uh, it brings up one of my favorite comedy acts I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, what is his name? It's Mark Normand. It's either uh-huh. Norman or Normand with a D. Okay. I can't remember. But uh, he's very funny. He's been on like all the late night shows yeah. and all this stuff. I watched one of his specials. And he very often says jokes that I disagree with. Yeah. But I still think he's hilarious, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, he had this like five, six minute set where he took on all the big topics uh, religion, race, uh-huh. gender, yeah, uh, politics. Uh, politics, sexual orientation, mm-hmm. uh, abortion. All, like, you name any big topic and he talked about it. Yeah. And you know what he did for six, seven minutes? He said a pro and Con joke, a joke for either side. Yeah, for, he made a a pro abortion joke and a and an anti abortion joke. Uh-huh. One of which I would I've, agree with, the yeah. other that I wouldn't. Yeah, and he did that with all of those things. And the whole point he kept saying was, like, after every set, he goes, "I would like to remind you that these are all jokes." Yeah, <laughs> like of the medium he's like i'm standing on a stage with a microphone. You bought a comedy ticket. You're sitting here yeah. in this place. Mm-hmm. These are jokes. Mm-hmm. And it was it was right after all the Oscar stuff. Like, you're sitting in the crowd getting mad mm-hmm. enough to come. Yeah, he- he- right. Hecklers in general. It's just like, you understand where you are. Because, like, he- he's kind of, kind of making the point of, like, if I said any of these jokes at dinner and you were behind me and overheard me, you probably have the right to get up and say something. Interesting, right? yeah. But right. he's like, when you're in this medium, mm-hmm. we all agreed to this. Yeah. We all agreed to, like. Rules of engagement. This is that- This is a joke. Right. Mm-hmm. So when it, when like, that's why, like, when I hear that, I'm just, it's so like, that's what frustrates me about like the negative responses mm-hmm. you've gotten because it's just like, do you not understand the medium? Like everything you said at the beginning, it's like, this is clearly set up. Yeah. It's clearly something we all connect with. We yeah. all get it. It's played for comedic effect with mm-hmm. some reality under it. Mm-hmm. Why are you getting mad about that? Yeah. Like, I, and it's just when it comes to the whole parenting thing, why are you commenting on other people's parents again? Like, yeah. So it, it just frustrates me so much whenever, I mean, like, like I, I, I think I, either you've had longer to think about it. So you're more um, yeah, yeah, yeah. PC in your answer right now, but it's no. just like, it's, it's so dumb. Like, yeah. Leave people alone. Yeah. That was my first, you're right. That was my first response. My defensiveness was, Oh, you know what I meant? You know what I mean? Like, this is what we've been doing this whole time. And so I, by the way, there um, there are some people who have platform that can't take any feedback and will say, oh, look at my whole body of work. You know, that's not, you know, what I meant. And it's like, okay, fine. But so I was defensive at first. Like, look at what we do. Look, at that's what, you know. But then it was like, but wait. People were people who have been harmed by men who do nothing were triggered watching this video. It costs me nothing to be kind. It costs me nothing to say, I'm sorry you've been hurt. Um, I was insensitive towards that hurt because it wasn't anywhere on my radar because I grew up in a home that wasn't like that. And I am currently living in a home that is nothing like that. Um, So it wasn't on my radar. However, I'm sorry that that's your experience and that something I made brought that up in you. I, I get I get that. But at the same like how is that your fault? It's it's not. Mm-hmm. Like how we, you and I have talked before about how I have said things that have offended people because I'll make a joke about something and I didn't realize that that was a mm-hmm. touch a, a touchy subject yeah. for them or whatever, right? Um it's not gonna change who I am or how I yeah. like like just in the same way it's like you you've been creating these videos for years and they've, they've done very well. People like you, you know, it's like, um, it's not, cause I think one of your questions is like, what's my responsibility in this? Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, 
I think you can go above and beyond and like do what you did and you know, make another video and all this kind of stuff. But it's like I don't think that's like even required for goodness. Mm-hmm. I think what you did is good and like like kind of to the level of greatness. But it's mm-hmm. like how how is it your responsibility that somebody else had a different experience when? And that that's kind of where intention comes in with me. Yeah. You've brought that up a couple of times where it's like you had no intention and it wasn't on your radar. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that you were like, oh, let's make fun of people who haven't had this experience or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think there's, like, I don't see any fault in you and you mm-hmm. at all. But I've seen enough vitriol on the internet that I would imagine. I'm going to give some random percent. I would imagine 60, 70 to 80 percent of the hate that you got is manufactured mm. and wasn't actual people actually right. hurt by a thing it's people just go on the internet to say mean things yeah so it's like the fact that it like you know took over your mind space for yeah. days it's just i think a lot of that is manufactured because like on a much smaller scale i don't have a million followers but it's like i get three four five hate comments a day and if it's people that i don't know I just delete it because Anth- uh, Father Anthony and I have found me uh, a bunch of other like, especially within the like the Catholic Catholic social media world, Catholic podcasting world. There are people who literally we know who they are, yeah, because they go leave hateful comments They're on everybody's troll. stuff, yeah. So it's just like, why am I going to let that person affect me, right? Yeah. And you brought up like your local community. It's like I I will be just dis- like like you were distraught or. Um, at least focused on it for days. Yeah. I'm like that. If I do that to somebody that I know or I care about. Yeah. But if I do it to somebody that I don't care about. Yeah. Like on the internet, delete, gone, Mm -hmm. blocked. So (laughs) there's a couple of things at play. One is that we are not overtly, um, like super, uh, Christian channel on TikTok, And that's why it's successful. <laughs> and it feels really important to me to show that. And so for me and having like there's no deny like I think that if I were a smaller creator I would have felt a lot more indignant with Meh, whatever it's not what I meant. With a big account and because it is now 1 million that's um that's not debatable anymore if we're a big account. You know, I mean and I know like it's actually even not that big considering how many, how big TikTok platforms get, but it is a million. It's a million. So because, because of that, that equals, I hate to say this, but um, there's power there. And so with power comes responsibility. responsibility. Yes. <laughs> a responsibility to be kind to, and because I'm coming from a Christian worldview, it's to die to myself. You know, it costs me nothing to say, I'm sorry that happened to you. Um, and it costs so, you nothing to be rude either. <laughs> I hate, Christ. That, that has become a, Christ. That has become a huge thing. It's like, it costs nothing to be kind. I'm like, it costs nothing to be sarcastic. Like, I, I, what's your point? <laughs> what's your point? That I felt the point is, is that I believe that we are, um, I don't want to say like hardwired, but I feel like that there is something written on our hearts that feels good to be Christ-like and that when it happens, when we do what Christ might have done, um, there's a re- there's a reward and it felt good to push post after saying that. He also he also let people walk away angry. Too, exactly. Right? Do you want to know how many people I've blocked that <laughs> the apology wasn't good enough for who are still coming for me and my kid? Block. I'm going to shake the dust off my feet here, you know, so I'm not, I'm not a martyr. I'm not, you know, trying to, um, but I do think that we all want change in the world, but we're too afraid to die. You know, it's like, we all want resurrection without some cross, you know, and I can do that. I can lay down in that, in that area and say, I don't need, first of all, if, if I want so people are accusing me of the only reason she apologizes because she doesn't want to be canceled. Um, Cancel me. Can't cancel me. I don't care. This was an accident anyway. That 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 wouldn't be the thing. <laughs> My mind's already been going. It's not because you wanted to be canceled. I the the uh you know, like that you have the angel on one side and the devil on the other. The the little mm-hmm. devil side is like she knew that video was gonna get a lot of views. <laughs> 
I mean, and that's the thing. It's like, well, oh, she's not deleting it because, you know, it has so many views. No, I'm not deleting it so that people can see the conversation. I think it's a good conversation, you know? And so, I mean, not the dumb stuff, not the super hateful stuff, but like, hey, like some people are carrying this around. And I, as a person who was thoughtless to it, can be a little more aware. You know, I think that's a good conversation to have. And I think, so like, going back to like the comedy aspect of it, right? It's just like, yeah, like a lot of the stuff that y'all post is funny every now and then y'all do something that's a little bit more yeah. real or whatever. Um, but when it comes to like, yeah, it's like, like on this, on this show, we're being funny. We're trying, or at least trying, hopefully people laugh, you know, we're at least trying to be funny uh, for a good portion of it. And then every now and then again, every now, like you know, every segment or whatever, we try to de- dive into something a little bit deeper towards the end or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of the MO of the show. Yeah. So if I say something during the comedy thing mm-hmm. and it offends somebody, I don't care mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. But if I say something in like the serious moment mm-hmm. and then that gets mm-hmm. like, it, then I'd kind of be like, oh, okay. Like maybe I misspoke or I said something wrong or yeah. hurt somebody's feelings or whatever. But it's yeah. like, again, it's the, it's the arena. What arena yeah. are we in? And it's like, I get that that can be a little confusing like on yeah. on TikTok, yeah. it's the same arena, but you should be able to. But figure don't out- you think what muddies the comedy wrench? Because comedy is the wrench that gets thrown in that makes things like complicated, right? right? But what's happening on TikTok is people think they're observing something authentically. You know what I mean? But so then the comedy, like <laughs> I know, like that's the that's kind of. But my then the point. comedy like- element is taken out because we're just we just saw someone's Christmas present being opened, yeah, and it's like. No, no, no! It's a skit, you yeah, know. It, so that—that's kind of the point. For it's like, I um, TikTok's the wild, wild west, man. I mean, it's there's layers of things that that make things complicated. If and, people and confusing. aren't smart enough to realize that that was a skit and a joke, yeah, their thoughts mean nothing. But like, <laughs> even <stupid>. even the <laughs> ring cameras, like even those are staged, you guys. <laughs> I mean, not all of them, but you know what I mean, like. We just, we have been duped into thinking we're catching people's private moments and we're not. Yeah. I just think people need to be smarter and leave you alone. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I agree. <laughs> um, like th- there have been, it's like some, it's, it's interesting because like, you know, the, the, even the clips from this show that we share, we'll share them on YouTube and Instagram and all that kind of stuff. The, the stuff that I delete is, it's typically, it, it, they have no context of what we're doing. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like there are some videos that I share for in order to like grow our reach and gain new listeners and new followers whatever. Mm-hmm. and that's pretty much like it's a generic that you have to know nothing about me you have to know nothing about you nothing about the show or whatever yeah and, and, I'll, and I'll post those there's others that are like oh hey i want you to see this funny moment that you heard on the show the other day like yeah, it's yeah, for yeah. The listeners. Right, right, like right. when you spilled cold water on my toes in the middle yeah. of the show that's not to get new listeners right 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 that's to be like hey you know us this is funny yeah. you heard it on the podcast now watch yeah. us react to it or whatever yeah. so it's just like people will react to that like this is stupid i'm like it wasn't for it you. wasn't for you it wasn't for you and then people will like i get all the time people are like oh why are you joking about Catholicism? why do you hate Catholicism? i'm like you're missing the whole thing yeah. and then other people who are like uh like i share a short video in order to get people to watch the longer video and they were like so what was the answer and i'm like it literally says for the rest of the story watch this and they were like well you should have shared it the whole here i'm like i can't it's 60 seconds i can't explain it to you you're dumb (laughs) leave me alone (laughs) it's just like when people don't understand what is happening how are you that dumb yeah leave me alone well yeah. And I really, that has actually, <laughs> that has come up a lot in my responses, which I'm not responding anymore or whatever. But the question was often, are you dumb or are you mean? You know? And I I really think that there, and I- I don't know, but you're both. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good distinction to make because it really does alter how you might respond. And I shouldn't say the word dumb is because is, more so I mean, did you not know? Or are you hateful? You know? So I, I had one. I, I don't I might have brought it up the last time you and I talked, but I, I still haven't told you the story. Uh, it's I shared you a bunch of the hate that I got in December and I still never showed you the bad one. OK. And it was from a priest. Oh, and that, that that's when it was different for me. It was a priest. Yeah. Being hateful. Oh, about that's something right. That we I never said, talked about that. I'm not going to get into yeah, the yeah, details. Yeah, yeah. But 
like that was one of the ones that affected me. I thought yeah. about it for like two days. Mm -hmm. I I got the text as I was going in like, mm -hmm. the the messages as I was going into confessions. So then I had an hour of silence waiting for the confession to just sit there and think about it and like feel like crap. I'm like and now I'm arguing with the priest and like I was like I was probably being a little rude to him because he I have no relationship with him and he out of the gate was rude yeah. about something that uh, as a clip from the show. And I'm just like, what are you doing? So like, then I felt bad. And, and like you said, you went to your community. I, I shared it with my priest friends, mm -hmm. like two or three of them. And I was like, mm -hmm. am I in the wrong here? Mm -hmm. All three of them said something to, the, I, I'm <laughs> censoring them. Uh -huh. <laughs> He's a jerk. Yeah. And he does this often. Oh. And it's just like, so I, I felt terrible. Yeah. And then I went to people. In the similar, all three of them were priests, and I was like, "Did I did, did I take it too far? Did I do something wrong? Did I was the original thing wrong? Did I react wrong?" And they were like, "I mean, maybe you joked around a bit too much, but like, yeah, he's the one in the wrong." And that was free, and then I was done with it. I just yeah, blocked him, and I was done. Because um, it's just it, people just the feeling like you have any power over somebody that you know on the internet. Yeah, it just. I think there's Ridiculous. a component to one thing that was happening is because when people are offended by this video that we put out, they look up and see 1 million and they're like, oh, if you have 1 million followers, you have people, you have money, you have support, you have, you know, and so everyone feels like they're punching up. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you're not a person. And so I think a lot of times what happens is, you know, a, a creator, um, it, someone who has a platform, they're putting something out. And if someone feels like a singular person up against a, you know, team, right. then you can say whatever you want. Right. I think there's a component of that for sure. Yeah. People are jerks and I don't like them. Well, we're all doing the best we can. I don't uh, believe that for a second you don't? for your haters. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're doing the worst I'm, they can. I'm trying purpose. to. It's what's getting me through, Taylor. Don't mess it up for me. They're all jerks. <laughs> all right, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. <laughs> My friend Clarissa Christensen has a book that I would like to share with you. She is a uh, professional Catholic counselor, and she's the best. She wrote a book called Worthy that is a self-help book for Christians who are tired of the mediocre swipe right and swipe left style of dating. You want to change their dating standard and create a bold, fearless life full of passion and purpose. It doesn't matter if you're a high school girl, which I know a lot of high school girls listen to this show, uh, someone's grandma, or anywhere in between. Worthy is designed for you. In a vulnerable, vulnerable yet witty how-to guide, Clarissa takes you down her own path that led to a rock bottom of bad dates, low self-worth, and an unfulfilled life overrun by depression and anxiety. In these 13 easy-to-read chapters, you will learn how to identify and overcome the insecurities that are holding you back, establish a dating standard you love, grow a supportive friend tribe, dive deeper into your relationship with God, live unapologetically. By the end, you'll learn who you are, what you want out of your life, and how to get it. So if you are a person that is dating, this, date, this book is perfect for you. Or if you know somebody, uh, maybe it's your cousin, your niece, your nephew, your aunt, somebody who is in that dating part of the life, share this book with them. Head to her website, igniteyourworth.com to purchase your copy today. Or you can even request a signed copy. That's igniteyourworth.com. Link in the description. Welcome back to Fort Dead Catholic. That was a long segment. It really was. <laughs> we, had, we had a lot to talk about, apparently. And uh, you were like, let's be Christ-like. And I was like, they're stupid. <laughs> and I feel like that's pretty on brand for us. You're like, my right brand on. is kindness. And I'm like, apparently not mine. <laughs> mine is grow a brain. Yeah, exactly, exactly. exactly. <laughs> so uh, now I'm going to be nice. Um, we talked about the... the devil the angel on my shoulder now i'm gonna let the angel yeah. do the talking you were like really mad you started sweating and everything yeah i was i changed shirts i was i was, was, I was like why are you mad at with me <laughs> this is you they hurt you and i'm mad about it <laughs> um, everybody needs a friend like taylor yeah exactly uh you're welcome yeah. <laughs> yeah, you never had a friend like me. <laughs> so you and i have talked but i think it was a while ago mm -hmm. um our parish is is revamping and is you know it's the whole the whole like salvation thing it's like i have been saved i will be saved and i am being saved yes uh -huh. like the, you know that the whole yep. thing and it's like but with our parish it's like we are revamping and we have been revamped and we will be revamped right we're a couple years into this process with this new with this new pastor yeah. of just the church coming back to life after being dead for forever um so i think i've explained our baseball diamond 
before I love on the, the show. Baseball diamonds so much. Uh, good. And so I'm going to do a little brief overview and then share um, an update, but also how. So I'm going to talk about it on a Paris level, but then also th- these this new update I think really can apply to us on an individual level as well. So okay. it's like, hey, this is something cool happening in Paris, but also, um, especially here towards the beginning of the year, it's like, how can I grow as a yeah. Catholic, as a Christian? You know, maybe not. You know, maybe be kind to people or something. I don't know. Maybe that's eh. how I could grow. Eh. <laughs> we'll see. So, uh, maybe I need some pills for that. <laughs> <laughs> rattle, 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 rattle. So our parish, we started this this whole baseball diamond thing. So you have you know, home base, first base, second, third, and then back home, right? So essentially along that baseball diamond is like, it's the, it's the process of discipleship. And you hit a home run when somebody is a full practicing Catholic disciple. Great. So to get from home base to first base, like to hit that single is essentially like getting to know Jesus, being enticed by, by him. Like uh, there's often people in this, in the um, going from home to first base is like questions. Like how does, is God real? Mm-hmm. Like does prayer work? Like mm-hmm. that whole thing. Essentially uh, when you get to first base is okay. I'm interested in having a relationship with this Jesus guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. And from first base to second base is I am interested about this person. I would like to get to know him. Mm-hmm. So like the, I always think of like the early dating. It's like, okay, I, I have agreed to go on a date with this person or to date this person. Right. And now I'd like to get to know them on the dates. Like I get to know more about them. So like learning the scriptures, learning yeah. the catechism, learning mm-hmm. the church teaching, learning how to, how this affects your life, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Right. And then once you're dating, you're like, okay, I really want to, Move to third base. <laughs> I know. I get that the base thing. Uh, I've been trying not to say it the whole I, I time. I know. I know. <laughs> um, it's it's like okay. How how now? How is this really going to affect my life? So from second to third base is the like how, how am I going to apply everything I've learned in this relationship that I have with Jesus and have it change my life? Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. we just celebrated Epiphany this weekend. It's like I, the thing that stuck out to me this weekend was that that the um, that the wise men came and then went about by they went home by a different route mm-hmm. so it's like once you have an encounter with jesus yeah. you don't go back the same way yeah. that you came right mm-hmm. you go back a different way um so that's that that third and then the fourth is now you're like you're like ready to go serve and share and that's third base to home it's like now you're serving sharing giving back going back to help with other ministries you know working with saint Vincent paul like whatever yeah. you're you're being an active catholic mm-hmm. and boom there you go there's your discipleship thing right uh, so we've been doing that. So uh, in like first base, we have alpha. That's the introduce you to Jesus, right? And the second, second, uh, first to second is foundations. That's the, the course that I've been leading. It's like Catholicism 101, the 10 basic things Catholics need to know. And then after that, it's like small groups, how, you know, uh, meeting once a week. How do we, you know, uh, four, four guys, four, four women, you know, groups of married couples, whatever it is. How can we apply what we're, what we've learned to our life, yeah. right? And then after, and then there's also people who are like giving back and helping with health and helping with foundation, helping mm-hmm. with these more. Like, yeah. Th- so like it's working, right? Like yes. we're we're at the point where we set up the baseball diamond, and now we have people all the way around on all the bases and going back and forth, right? So it's working. Um, but you know, it took me like a lunch to share it with you, yeah. and I just it took me what a few minutes to share it, like like the very very brief version, right? Yeah. So we were like, okay, we need a way to like be able to share this. Yes. So uh, we were able to put words to it. And I know a lot of times people don't, oh, it's, it's hard to sound like a program. Shut up and leave me alone. I'm still a little bit grumpy from the last Okay, segment. that's okay. Uh, but essentially, we have grace just, for you, Taylor. Lots of grace. <laughs> so it's like, how do, I, how do I share everything that I just shared? Yeah. Very simply. Right. And we came up with meet, know, live, share. Yeah. So those are your four bases. You meet Jesus, you live, uh, uh, no. or... No. Meet Jesus, know about Jesus, live Jesus. Like, how do you apply it to your actual life, like life yeah. of Christ, and then share? And it's like, so good. those things are pretty similar to like the four pillars of the catechism. You're like, yeah. it's all yeah. fitting together, ah, right? So uh, that's your first time hearing those first four words. It's What's so your, uh, good. It's so good. I When you we sat down over lunch and you like mapped this out for me, I think there were even like salt shakers involved yeah. for like base holders. And I was just, I was so encouraged that there is a structure that there's a plan that there that we're not just aimlessly hoping you know that people that we say the right thing or that people catch on you know that there is a disciplined approach um, a strategic approach to as much as um 
you know, I, I, and I feel like there's a lot of room within that strategy for lots of Holy Spirit movement. I just, I think that it's really well thought out. Um, the elevator pitch is even better because how many people have salt shakers handy to, you know, like map out a diagram. Um, so I didn't have them for this recording and I felt like I couldn't. A salt shaker. See, I know where they're all confused, but now that we have meat, go to your kitchen. (laughs) meet no live share that is that's really 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 great um yeah it's like a it's like a foundation because a lot of times like what one of the things that every church leadership book everything like and people on the internet yelling about it's like oh you're just simplifying it's like no this is the simplifications for this complicated structure that that we have built and these things that are kind of that are kind of running right where it's like we have these words, people go, oh, yeah, that's what, what, like, it's just too simple or whatever. You're yeah. try, I'm trying to sell a book. I'm not selling a book. I don't know how to write. Yeah, anything. right, right, right. Um, but it, it, for me, it's this thing. It, it's an answer to something that I have been trying to share yep. with people yep. for a while. And it's like, do you have five to 10 minutes for me to give you this? Right. And, and then it becomes a, like, I explained it for five to 10 minutes. And then you had questions and we, and right, right, we right. dove further into yeah. it, right? But this is a, a good kind of starting place. What I really like about it is that I feel like every base needs base women and men. And so once you have rounded the bases yourself, now you can go back and choose a base in your gifting. Um, is it more exciting to you to draw people, um, to have people meet Jesus? Is it more exciting to you to have people know Jesus or to live Jesus? And so we all have natural proclivities, charisms, where we can go back and serve and help our parish, um, you know, get this get this going yeah and that's exactly the experience i had yeah it's like i i because i've worked in the church for a long time it's like i have the skills and capabilities to help in any of those right but i did the first one i I helped with alpha and i was the music guy and kind of the the energy and that sort of thing and it's like i can do that but it's like it's not really where i really want to be Uh it's not where i feel like i'm using all of my gifts it's not where i feel like yeah i was like a lot of people can do this thing a lot of people yeah. can do the opening yeah, yeah, music yeah. or kind of be the fun person, right? Mm-hmm. We have a lot of those. Mm-hmm. But whenever we were like, okay, we need to build. We got all these people going from home to first. We have two months to get, build first to second yeah. phase, you yeah. know? Yeah. And I was like, that's me. I, I want to yeah. do the teaching, kind of teach people. Like, yeah. uh, we've been saying Catholicism I love the clips you share. Yeah. Like, it's been, yeah. It's really like 201. Because the people that we've yeah. had, and this, this is where I've really been incur- both encouraged and challenged, is that almost everybody thus far who has gone through it. Um, there's been a few exceptions. There, there've been a few people who are like new in their faith, new to Catholicism. This is all like, Oh, I've never heard that at all. Right. Yeah. But the majority of people who have gone through uh, both alpha and foundations, at least foundations, I think alphas, we, we kind of started at home mm-hmm. and now we're like, okay, now we, we kind of know what we're doing. Yeah. Now let's go. The whole purpose of it is to invite people who typically don't go to church. Right. To come to this thing. Right. And now we're starting to do that. But these first couple rounds were mostly people who have been active Catholics for most of their life, at least going to going to mass, sitting in the pews. Right. Um, the majority of people are older than me who have been in church longer than I've been alive. Right. But they still two things were happening. One, they were either learning stuff because like catechesis wasn't great when they were kids. Uh-huh. Or two, they were like, hey, I learned this all when I was a kid. That was 50 years ago. Yeah. So, like, it, it, it gave new life to these teachings about the faith, even if they had heard it before. Yeah. And for me, it, it made me look at myself, and these words made me look at myself, and it's like, where do I need to meet? know, live, yeah. share. Yeah. Because it's like the sharing thing, it's my job, so that one's pretty easy. easy. Every now and then, I feel like I need to re-meet Jesus because I get so comfortable with him. I'm just like, yes. I'm just kind of here, you know. Yeah. Um, and I, and I like, it's kind of like you know, every, we have it in marriages. It's like every like you live with your spouse, but every now and then you're like, we've just been kind of doing our own thing. Yeah. We kind of need a spark. We need to go yeah. on a date. We need to go on a weekend away. Yeah. We need to do yeah. like that's kind of how I feel right now with Jesus. Like mm-hmm. I think we need a weekend away. Yeah. Go on a retreat in a couple of weeks. Hopefully yeah, it'll work. Yeah. 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 Um, me too. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's that's yeah. right. Um. And even the no thing, it's like, I feel like I need to spend some time this year, like, furthering my knowledge. Yeah. Because I spent a lot of last year sharing the knowledge that I already had. And that was yeah. kind of focused. It's like, I feel like I need to grow in my knowledge. Uh, I think we all saw in the last segment that I probably need to uh, 
I don't think I'm fully aligned with how Christ would handle things. <laughs> so for me, it was it was just really interesting because it was the purpose of this was for the parish, but obviously the purpose of doing this for the parish yeah. is to help individual of course, people. And always. And yeah. now I didn't even see that like building this process for other people made me look back at myself of like, I think I really need to focus on yeah. th- those are the two things that popped up. I out. love that individual component of then getting reflective. How can I meet Jesus new, know more, live better. Um, Cause as you were sharing yours, I was thinking of, you know, you, you kind of likened it to a, to a spouse. And I was just thinking in these kind of new for me struggles that I've had, I've never struggled with mental health until last year. Um, and how my spouse has consoled me um, because he had to, you know, I mean, that's, the job. He's like contractually obligated to console me when I'm, you know, suffering and struggling. Sickness and in health. <laughs> yes. And you um, had and the he, health for 43 years. Yeah. You got all the sickness in the last That's year. right. Step up, buddy. Um, but that made me think of the dancing battle movie. Step up. No. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, nice. imag- I immediately imagined your husband doing like a step up. He's actually a very dance. good dancer. Um, I so want to see it. It's, yeah, prove it. Um, but he has. I have known him differently in ways that I have let him console me in my struggles. And so getting to know Jesus through whatever it is that we're dealing with is a nice opportunity. It's a great challenge. And then um, I always need to know more because I will get, this is where I will get to a point where I think I kind of, oh, yeah, no, I know who he is. And oh, yeah, I've heard that story. But I've never heard that story while dealing with this right. you know and so anyways there's always more to know and then i can always live better for the love because there's always new people annoying me <laughs> yeah exactly a i'll million, get good a, at a one million group of them. Then, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I think like you just this you know i brought it up earlier with the whole epiphany thing it's like i think i've gotten so comfortable with jesus that i come to church or i come to prayer or i come to ministry or whatever and i come and i go back the exact same way I go home the exact same way. Yeah. That I can, I, that's right? going to stick with me a while. I love that. And so I, th- I think that was kind of the, an, an eye-opening thing for mm-hmm. me as I was thinking about this whole baseball diamond and these new words and mm-hmm. this terminology to kind of help me flesh it out. Um, but it's like, I, I, it, yeah, there's a comfortability with Jesus that's healthy. And I felt that for a long yeah. time. It's just like, he's my guy. Like we've been doing, we've been doing this for a while, right? Like I'm 33 years old. I'm yeah, in his year. Yeah, like yeah. we've been doing this, this relationship thing for a while. But I think I reached a point of overcomfortability that I was like, yeah, I'm just going to. That's such a good question. It. When does comfortability become complacency? Mm-hmm. You know, like that is, that's I, a really good question. And I think it's that balance between Jesus being like savior friend and king. Yeah. And I think, and, and I think it's like that he's like, he's been chirping at me in my uh, conscience a little bit of, of like, Mm-hmm. it's time for me to be mm-hmm, king because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh yeah i think i come and i'm like yeah maybe one day <laughs> yeah. i go back the same way so yeah i need I'm to go back to the us. east i think i'm excited for us i feel like our retreats are going to be the east you know like i think that there is something by design um about a little bit of time away knowing what we know like going into that space knowing what we know and kind of what we're struggling with i think that it's going to be really transformative i don't I, you're not going to come back the same way i mean if you're already asking those questions it's a done deal i just know that what's going to happen is i'm going to go to this retreat and it's all the way down i-10 i-10 is going to be closed on the way home and i'm going to have to come back a different way and i'm going to be so upset <laughs> i know it's going to happen like it's one of those things God gives me the gift of prophecy every now and then. It's always for crap like this. I cannot wait to return to this moment. And I'm going to have this great weekend experience. Mm -hmm. And then that's going to happen. It's going to ruin it all. No, it's going to. I can tell you the first episode in February, I'm going to be so upset. (laughs) And I'm going to have to take you right back here and be like, It's going to be you too. Yes. It's an open two months from now. That's hilarious. Anyway, I enjoyed our conversations today. That was really great. I feel like we had some good good comedy. I feel like we went deep. And I feel like I'm going to share some clips and people aren't going to like them. That's right. (laughs) Check, check, and check. We did it. We have done our job here. All right. Well, I'm happy for us. I'm happy for you. 
Uh, I'm glad I got all those things off my chest. I'm glad you're a better person than me. I'm Taylor Stroll. That is Allison Sullivan. I almost forgot your name for a second. Because I I had all your (laughs) fake names in my head. Patrice Leanne Lene Sullivan (laughs) Allison Lene. Uh, She'll be back in a month when I'll be very grumpy because I-10 is closed. I'm Taylor Stroll. I'll be back next week. See ya! Thank you guys for watching and listening today. I hope that you enjoyed it. If you did, please hit subscribe. Share it with a friend. You know, you enjoyed it. You stayed this long. You might as well share it with somebody who, who you think might enjoy this. Maybe it's somebody who receives internet hate. Maybe it's somebody who gives internet hate. Or maybe it's somebody like me who does both. I uh, hope that you enjoyed it today. Hit subscribe. Check out our YouTube channel. We've got so much stuff going on there. Until next week, love you guys.